Welcome to the 10th episode of the North, Road, North 40 Report. Woo! Uh, we finally got Josh back from being on the road. Long road trip, yes. We've got now usual staple Brandon Wright joining us. Hello, hello. And special guest who also just happens to be in town, Caleb Cox from our first episode. Excited to be back. Yeah, I figured it was going to be, uh, this is probably the only t- weekend in a while where both you and me are back in town. So said, hey, it, your season's about a third of the way down, quarter of the way done? Quarter, we are uh, seven races down, going on number eight, going to Topeka, Kansas next weekend. Nice. And so eight out of what, 26? 24. 24. So, With yeah. a match race, so 25. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, uh, did they still do the shoot? They do the shootout and stuff, right? Or they yeah, get, we'll like, do the, the tracks the shootout. Um, so, like Indy, Indy, the big race is two races in one. You have the U.S. Nationals and the tracks of shootout. Mm-hmm. So, the first uh, seven drivers to win a race get an automatic bid. The eighth one is a fan vote, and then they have a race inside of the race. And then the playoff system is kind of like NASCAR, where top ten qualify for the last six races as a playoff countdown to a championship and you go after it starts out if you come in with uh, the first points lead you get like a hundred point head start and then it just goes down you by stagger 10. it down accordingly yeah. cool now where are you guys at in points now well, right? and just to remind people because i don't think i said it when we first said it you are the team manager for cruise pedragon racing snap on tools car that's right snap on tools car and yes how uh, how has your season been going so far honestly it's been it's been a struggle um we knew that this season was going to be kind of i wouldn't say rough to start off with but it's been a completely different change than any team i've been a part with the last five years got a new crew chief got basically a whole new team uh, we brought over aaron brooks who's probably one of the best crew chiefs in drag racing um crews decided to step away and, and let somebody else tune the car so you know, basically, brand new car, brand new team. It's a new relationship. You're it's a new relationship, over. and we're taking a guy who's been tuning a top field dragster for the last five years, and getting him to tune a funny car. Which, which, they say you can tune a funny car and go to a dragster, but you can't take that dragster tune up and come back into mm-hmm. a funny car because it's a little mm-hmm. bit. It's totally different. You're going from 300 inch wheelbase to 180. It's a huge difference. Everything is different at that point. I mean, you just look at the cars and you can see quite a bit different. Oh, yeah. So, so we've uh, we've had a lot of tire smoke the first six races. Um, but when the car runs, cr- we've run nothing but career best. Pomona, Cruz ran 390 at 324. Um, Houston, we dipped into the 80s for the first time. We went 389 at 300 and uh, like 16 miles an hour. And then... We tested in Charlotte the day after the race and went uh, 388 at 317, and it shut off early. Um, we were actually out at um, Lucas Oil Raceway here in Indianapolis testing yesterday, just uh, trying some new things, getting ready for Topeka. Cruz was actually out in Phoenix, so uh, his brother, who's been in the Fox booth for the last year and a half, dusted off his uh, driving suit and hopped in the car and it I went I saw that video that you posted. It went three, yeah, did check, check that out. It went 397 at 280 miles an hour and shut off about 700 feet. So we think we got a, a good game plan going into Topeka next weekend. So looking to get a couple round wins, start building cuz 
time's kind of starting to tick down for us to get into the countdown to get into the top 10. I think currently we're sitting 14th, so we need to start making some moves, making some good qualifying points, and then getting some round wins. Now, you guys, uh, Josh and Caleb, got to meet up in Charlotte, right, for the four wide nationals? Yes, just coincidentally happened to be there at the same week again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, he was gracious enough to give me some uh, passes. And, yeah, my first four wide nationals that was it's always fun to watch on tv i like oh, i love yeah, watching crazy. it so if you've never experienced the four wide it, it's hard enough trying to think about two nitro funny cars or top field dragsters you got two ten thousand horsepower machines going after it now charlotte is the only track that has four lanes where in the spring race we run four cars at once so forty thousand horsepower it's a sensory overload it, yeah, I, it is I didn't awesome. really think of that until I sat down. And I was like, man, when because I've been to the U.S. Nationals a couple mm-hmm. times. I was like, man, when it's loud with two. I have no idea. Well, I was like, gosh, this is going to hurt with four. And I was at kind of at like the 700 feet mark. So they're still going full, full tilt when they were passing me. And like three or four of those cars going and man like it was just like it was basically some big fat dude pounding on your chest <laughs> it's it pretty crazy it's totally different so the rumor is vegas is going to have a uh, a four wide too because the track that they have is owned by bruton smith mm-hmm. and it's wide enough to uh to add two more lanes so there might be an east coast and a west coast four wide i think it's 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 a good show it's really kind of complicated for the drivers and the crew chiefs because you're looking at two different trees with four different bulbs on top which i was going to actually going to ask yeah. how how is that from a from a crew's perspective uh the way the format goes and everything else and because yeah paying attention to the two stands, trees i was kind of confused with i mean i know you get all those lights and bulbs and you see one side they're all ready to go mm-hmm. and mentally they're like all right we're ready to go but the other side still hasn't gotten their bulbs yet so the so. first thing for like the team for the crew guys is the turnaround's a lot quicker and the going up to run is a lot quicker because you're running four cars instead of two. So let's say you're pair four. You're actually going to go, I would say a turnaround would be, I don't know, 55 minutes normally. Now you're about 30. So trying to get these cars back together. Um, and then when we get up to the starting line, everyone kind of has their own timer in their head. These cars can probably run for a minute 25, minute 30, because there's nothing cool in these things except for uh, the fuel itself. So all the crew chiefs kind of nod at each other, start the cars, everyone's got their own burnout sequence, and come back. Now when they're pulling into the beams, all the crew chiefs sit there and look down the line, and everybody, when they're ready, they put their hand up in the air to signal that they're ready to send the car down the track. Once that happens, the drivers start pulling in, um, now, this is kind of the tricky part. If you're in the left two lanes, you're looking at the left two bulbs. And if you're in the right two lanes, you're looking across the tree into your bulbs. So since, oh, it's the, since it's the only race of the year that that happens, you get a lot of guys that either look at the wrong bulb and mm-hmm. think that they've staged, and you get a lot of guys that, that – you know, just basically forget. We've been put in that situation one year where 
we were racing Matt Hagen, who was the defending champion of uh, the entire series. And this is race day. We pulled in and staged, and, and Matt pulled in and blinked the bottom bulb but never turned it on. He thought he was lane three when he was actually lane two. So we sat there for about an extra seven, eight seconds. The timing system actually times you out after seven seconds if, if you don't pull in to stage the car. So light turned green. We took off, and when we crossed the finish line, we had no fuel in the motor. So mm. totally blew the blower off of it, kicked the front tree out of the, out of the body, and that was uh, the second time I've ever had to pull the backup spare body out on race day. Wow. Now, do you guys always bring – do, do you bring two uh, two bodies? You bring – you, you bring, bring more? What on a race mean? weekend, you bring eight of everything except okay. for a body. So you got wow. eight short blocks, about 12 sets of heads, uh, enough clutch discs to make, I would say, 10 or 11 sets, um, rods and pistons to make eight or nine runs. You have two chassis, two bodies, three manifolds, three superchargers. You just come, you come stocked because of how volatile these cars are and how much stress and horsepower they go through that, you know, if anything looks like it's going to break or crack or whatever, you change it. Because each run, a lot of people just don't realize sometimes that each run, if it goes five feet or it goes a thousand feet, we completely strip the car apart and put it back together. And that, that was fun to watch you guys, uh, that little dance around the car and I always loved it. Growing up, I, I grew up at IRP, and, and the Nationals I mean, were always like a big chaos thing. You know, it's, it is. From, like, an untrained eye. But you can see, okay, this guy's got the floor out now. These They've guys all got a plan. Their stuff out, and, yeah, everyone has their, their role and their plan. And it's really, it was, that was really interesting to watch. Almost like clockwork. Oh. The <laughs> worst part, that we didn't make it past first round on Sunday because I was going to put you to work. I, I was ready. I was ready. And nope. I w- even thought about wearing the black pants because I wore jeans. I was thinking, you know, if I wore black pants, I could probably get in the back. You know, I was like, I don't. It's just like anywhere in racing. If you wear black pants and sunglasses and a polo, oh, you yeah. can walk you really look. You look like any belong there. You're there. That is, a, that is a secret very little people know about. <laughs> Pulled that off several times myself. <laughs> but when I thought of that, I thought of it was probably five years ago where they had, there's this video of this guy that was sitting next to a funny car. And the funny car goes out for his, uh, he does his little burnout. But he blows the pants off of that guy? That was uh, actually uh, Cruz's brother, Tony. Oh, nice. So <laughs> that was 2000, I want to say, six or seven. Me and Dad were actually up in the stands for that one right next to the starting line. Mm-hmm. So what had happened is you do the burnout, you back up, you lift the body to make sure that you got fuel pressure, oil pressure, everything else is running right. And then you drop the body. Well, on this Monte Carlo body that Tony had at the time, it was um, something was stuck kind of by the injector. And there's back then there wasn't a lot of clearance around the injector. So one thing about that is if somebody bumps the injector, if the blade's open, mm-hmm. Tony's fo- foot doesn't have to be on the throttle. The car's going to go forward. So the guy went in front of the body to lift it up, which is also my job on Cruz's car. Okay. And I think he clipped the injector. And it opened the blades, and the car shot off, kind of hit him, knocked him out of the way, and actually um, hit the crew chief, Dickie Venables, and blew his pants off of of his right leg and gave him (laughs) third-degree burns because those headers burn 1,500 to 2,000 degrees. Yeah. 
But I just had that thought in my head. I was like, I do not want to be standing in the wrong place. And I think about that every time. I'm lifting the body, looking at Cruz, thinking, man, don't you dare run me over. Um, so now is everything wrapped nowadays or they, does anybody use paint on the, uh, the I mean, bodies? We I mean, still, we have one car that's wrapped. Um, obviously we'll, we'll wrap a lot more because of scheme changes, mm-hmm. but paint looks awesome. Um, Tony's painted one of our bodies. Uh, Steve Dekinga paints a lot of funny car bodies. Um, if you've ever seen our, our nostalgia funny car, the California charger, which is a 1978 Pontiac Trans Am. It's painted by Steve DeKinga. It looks amazing. Yeah, that one looks really nice. I mean, I've seen pictures paint is awesome unless you hit the wall or scrape the wall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Vinyl's so much easier to replace. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, with sponsorship changes, this and that. It makes it so much easier. I mean, just about everybody's going to wraps. I mean, yes, you can't, you just can't beat the way paint looks. Paint's uh, a little bit more expensive. Wrap, I heavier think. Heavier, too, I imagine. Well, there's a lot of wraps that are getting a lot lighter. I know, like, Ray Hall uses uh, Aero products, and we're starting to use that. Um, we got a sponsorship with Blue Media. Blue Media provides all of our wrapping stuff. So it's about 2500 bucks to get a wrap and then another 2500 to install, where paint jobs between 10 and 15 if you want a really, really nice one. It's a big difference in cost effectiveness and, yeah. and prep time. I know, I know, and, wrap and still prep, takes a yeah. long time. But. Uh, Weight-wise, a wrap's going to be about eight to nine pounds. Paint could be anywhere from ten to twelve. Yeah. Well, that's not that big of a difference. No, and, and especially how light we got these cars nowadays and these bodies. We just got a new body today from from Toyota, brand new Camry Nitro Funny Car body. It's I want to say just the shell is two hundred and thirty pounds, which is about twenty pounds lighter than than last year's. So. Our car basically goes across the scale at minimum with the driver, which is twenty five eighty five. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's not anything at all. Nope, just, those things are just flying down the yeah. track. I mean, it's yeah, it's incredible. Uh, now, uh, so you guys haven't done very well this season. Where are you guys at in the point standings? What? How far out of you? You know, I think we're thirteenth or fourteenth. Um, you know, at this point, we're not focusing on the points just yet. We're focusing on just getting the car down the track, getting the car to be consistent. Yeah, reliability and consistency. I mean. That's the biggest thing in drag racing. Our goal, especially for Topeka, is to get four qualifying runs down the track. I don't care if the car has its tongue hanging out or if it runs a record. Just get the car down the track each run. Um, you know, that's basically what kind of like racing or racing in general, but drag racing especially is every single run – is data into the database oh, yeah. to just get the car down the track. What do you think has been uh, the main issue? I mean, I, I remember you telling me at the beginning of the year it was the car was bottoming out at the start of it and the, the tires were spinning from that. But has it been more of just like a, a cruise in the, this new crew chief gelling? Or has it been just... Uh, there's gremlins that you guys haven't figured out with the the clutch or other things or you know it's kind of been kind of all over the place one from gremlins at first i wanted to change the name of the car from el wapo to murphy's law because it seemed like every single time we would fire this car up something would pop out and happen Mm -hmm. um that's not a good thing it's not but it's changed from anything from just regular stupid things to you know, just trying to go too hard. I mean, there's sometimes where you think that the track is amazing, the conditions are right, and you throw for it and goes out there and smokes the tires. It's just finding that really happy medium of to get a 
major run with one of these cars is kind of like trying to hit a target through a piece of paper. So, yeah. you know, I think we're going to pick it up here soon, and we're going to we're gonna finish strong. They're still early in the season. It's still, really. yeah. yeah. It's a long way to go. plenty of time. It's plenty of time, and even if we don't make the countdown, we won't quit. Um, I got a ton of guys on this team that have fought, have worked late hours. I mean, this, this group of guys have worked – later than I think any team that I've ever been around. And you know what? They're still they still got a pep in their step. They're still fighting to get this car down the track. So that's a testament to the team. That's a testament to Aaron and Cruz. Well, so. That's good because, I mean, a lot of a lot of crew guys, see, they can get – they can start getting lazy after a couple of weekends of, you know, the same results, and it kind of turns into, well, why even bother? It's oh, man, it's, it's frustrating when the car doesn't go down the track. Every you know, emotions are down. When the car makes it down the track, then that's people get excited. There's pep in their steps. So, you know, for guys to keep wanting to get this car down the track and not kind of waver into that oh woe is me part, you know, that says a lot for these guys. That's good. Now when uh when are you getting your license? Sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. That's right. When are you when are you gonna get get to go down the track? So I'm gonna finish up my, my licensing process in the A Fuel Dragster with Anthony DeSero who runs the uh, Nitro University Dragster. So I'm gonna start off in a basically a toned down top fuel dragster and then speaking with crews, we've kinda talked about starting to get my license in the nostalgia car and then move to the big time show car. So he knows I want to drive. I, he's not going to give up the seat anytime <laughs> soon. So, you know, I, I told Watch him. Watch out, Cruz. He's coming for you. <laughs> he's coming for you. Well, you know, you know me. I'm competitive at everything, and so is he. We're basically the same person. So, you know, if I can find some money, we got a second car that we could put together. And uh, I know he would want to run a two-car team if the money was right. So, sponsor sh- search continues, and he knows that I'm going to get into a car. With everything, I mean, yeah. you have the right situation. So, you know, I'm going to keep fighting to get my license. There's a lot of good, young, and up-and-coming drivers, and I think I can be one of them. Um, Ashley Sa- Sanford, who's a A-field driver who just got her top fuel license. Um, there's Cameron Ferre. He's a good young kid. So I want to throw my, my name in the hat, get in the mix, and I think I can take out most of these young kids, and I think I can definitely take out some of the – the veterans of the sport. Well, good luck. Hopefully it works out. Brandon, you sound like you had something to say. I just have a very ignorant drag racing question. There are, I no don't igno- know. there are no ignorant drag uh, racers. Trust me. It is. <laughs> I wanna, you wonder how now, many people ask me kind of how many stupid wh- what kind of Toyota motor do I have in my, <laughs> my funny car? <laughs> Straight six, bro. It's a tundra. <laughs> are, are, are those nitrous bottles on the back? <laughs> No, what I was going to ask is, I, I don't watch drag racing all that often. It's mm-hmm. never been in my family. I've yeah. grown up into the oval stuff. But um, just catching bits and pieces here and there, is there an advantage for being the last one to the stage to get the bulbs? Because it kind of, I don't know, sometimes it seems like there's an advantage. Like you're, like if you're the last one there, you know the lights are getting ready to go. Yes and no. Um, it's just about playing your game. So... It doesn't matter when you go into the bulbs because it's when the s- second bulb is lit, there's a random timer. So it's not the same time over and over and over. Oh, okay. So 
Oh, well, that's part of the whole thing with reaction time. Exactly. That's, that's just so, it. I mean, back in the day it used to be, and Cruz and Tony used to have the best reaction times all the time because they got the timing down. They would be 040, 050. So now implementing this this random timing system, it's a little bit different, but it's kind of how you play the game. It's do you Are you the same guy that kind of creeps into it or John Force will turn the first bulb on and then roll in, turn the second one on last, and then keep rolling forward. Cruz is kind of the same way. If he's going to run force or is he, if he's going to run a Matt Hagen, who's a really good lever shallow staging, Cruz is going to deep stage is what we call it, which is rolling forward far enough that it turns the top bulb off. So he's technically a couple inches closer to the finish line before he leaves the starting mm. line than the other person, which in turn is going to give you a slower ET, but you're closer to the starting line to get there first. Sure. It's all about that's the that's the whole game. Yeah. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes you go red. <laughs> Interesting. I always really enjoyed. Like I always loved the dragger. I mean, it's yeah, it is. It's a game of strategy, and it's it's kind of it, it is kind of nice to have that little bit of a random factor. It is, and it's fun. And if no one's ever been to a NHRA event, you have to go because we can explain it all we want. You have to experience it. Nothing makes you feel. If you've like never you're experienced two NHRA. nitro cars going down the track, that's a 2.3 earthquake rocking <laughs> the ground when those cars go down the track. <laughs> yeah, we're zero to, let's see, we're zero to 100 in point three seconds. Um, our, run, our run in Charlotte, we were 281 miles an hour at 600 feet. Man. I love being able to hear them from home. It's fast. So, actually, Mom heard us testing. She was at 74th and Meridian, which is 10 and a half miles away. <laughs> you know what's... 20, 30 miles away from there. You know, I live less than... I live a half a mile from the drag strip on the back side so of the drag strip. So, you <laughs> I don't hear them all that much <laughs> oh, when I'm right there. No, like, comparatively, like, to compared to, like, at my parents' house, old, my parents' old house, um, yeah, it's really not like, you know, you hear it, yeah, but... Uh, it's not that much louder than when you're hanging out over there. It's weird. It's classic strange. Jason Barrett bullshit. <laughs> 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 so say I can hear it in my room. Yeah, like you can you feel hear it, it sometimes. A bit. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's one of those things I've been shocked at with how little I. Yeah. I really. So if you can it. hear it ten miles away, how do you think I feel standing five feet behind it oh, when geez. it takes off? Well, you're probably used to it. I'm used, used to it, but I'm starting to get deaf. Those jet stragglers, too. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. Don't stand behind those. Stand, when I used to stand on <laughs> it, that's part of the reason why my ears are as bad as they are. Is, yeah, from yeah, standing those, on Those jet the cars kid. that just boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah those things, there are certain things that freak me out. and I'll, I'm cool with the nitro cars. Jet cars, or the jet. if you've ever seen the jet truck, the mm-hmm. Bob Moats jet oh, yeah. truck. That thing is uh, Bob awesome. Moats let me and Cruz sit in that, and that thing is a death trap. I, I, sat, I sat in one of the jet, oh. the jet funny cars back in the day. If that thing like, tipped over, I don't like know 11, what was, was going to happen. Yeah, it, it, it kind of scared Like, it actually kind of scared me. Like, I was like 10 or 11 or something like that, and it was it was intense. Mm. Just sitting in it. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a there's a show in, in Norwalk, Ohio, in... Uh, mid-august it's called night under fire so if you've ever been to a drag race it's cool it's it's a race so this night under fire that bill bader who's the track owner he's the promoter this is a show think of like 
the big they'll pack 70,000 people in there for a one night show and everybody on the starting lines wearing tuxedos there's light shows they they bring us in to do a couple match race runs and then they have the jet trucks and, and it's just it's really cool it's really different than anything else you'll ever see like on the last run of the night while we're doing a burnout they'll shoot fireworks across the track mm. Ooh, and nice. then we'll wow. we'll take off down the track and they'll set off those gas bombs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when they had those at the U.S. Nationals for the first year and everybody lost their eyebrows <laughs> in the first four sections. <laughs> um, now, it's it's one of those things, like, do you guys, I mean, have, have you ever discussed going into any of the other forms of, uh, you know, NHRA, like getting into pro stock or top fuel or anything? No, I think we're, we've always committed to Nitro. I mean... Pro stock's cool, but let's be honest. Do people really come out there to watch pro stock? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, pro, you, want, what, you, what's, want top, you want the two big dogs to eat, and that's what it exactly. Is. But I mean. you know what's what's hot, what's popular right now, what's getting more popular, what the nitro racers are looking at is pro mod. Pro mod, you got nitrous cars, blower cars, turbo cars, no wings. They're going five. 60s 570s at 260 270 miles an hour driving all over the track i mean it take it takes a real driver it's kind of like uh they're nhra is experimenting with like the 275x class the 10 inch tires the kind of street outlaw type things they're they're kind of realizing that hey man these guys are real drivers these are really fun things to watch besides a who has the best reaction time and can shift it five times and get there first? I mean, nitro, you got the sound, the smell, the fire. Pro mod, you got the driving. Adds a little bit of an extra element to it. Exactly. Keeps you more engaged. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Because oh, different. Because if you just watch the same take off, shift it five times, then it's just like, oh, that's you got to. We're not drag racers. We're entertainers. That's what a lot of people forget. We're not going out there to, I would say race it's more of an entertainment factor sure yeah absolutely in charlotte the campground outside the track was completely full completely full of stuff and campers and stuff and at phoenix there was maybe 10 campers there for that race for the car race it's pathetic it is it is and phoenix they struggled a little bit they the it's it's unfortunate what IndyCar did, and they they were stubborn about the racing. The there was awful. Yeah, and I understand you. You know, when you plug up the hole that's on the under tray, it makes you know the safety a bigger issue. But the drivers were okay with it. They loved you know when they did that test. Uh, they wanted to be able to pass. Even even more so than the the crappy product that they put on the track. I don't I don't understand. Rob Miller. On his shows, he's saying how the Phoenix people, or the you know the uh, the head marketer, the the manager out there for Phoenix International Raceway, he really wants IndyCar out there, and he loved having them there. I didn't see one billboard out there promoting Indy, the IndyCar race there. No one in none of the locals that I talked to even knew an IndyCar race was going on there. But I did see four NASCAR uh, four NASCAR posters up around the track and by the track promoting the race that's there in November later this year. So, again, it's just another example also not of, a, yeah. of a sure. track promoter who honestly isn't doing his job. 
who isn't doing his job. I mean, they got maybe 10, 15,000 people there. Look like a pretty damn small if crowd. If the city that your track is in has no idea that the race is going on there, you're not doing your job. That's true. Yeah, you got to have at least, you got to get the word out somewhere. Yeah. It's good. You got to promote good. it. Birmingham, Alabama. Everyone in that city knew that the race was going on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not an IndyCar stronghold. Well, it's turning into. It's turning into one because the facilities yeah, are so it sure it is. Is a great track. But I mean, for all these, these these guys that say that, you know, Phoenix or, or New Hampshire or St. Louis, St. Louis is going to be just like Phoenix this year. No one's going to show yeah, up. Yeah, that's the I thing. I don't. I don't see Gateway being yeah being nope. a big draw. You know what? It would be a much a better draw. Chicagoland. That yep. would be a much better draw. Yep, absolutely. Milwaukee would still be a better draw, I think, than what Gateway would be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kentucky. Any of those tracks yeah. are going to be a better draw than Gateway. And it's just, I mean, uh, I think NHRA is getting around double or around the same viewership on on their if, comparing ratings because we're getting like 0. 0.3 to 0. 0.5 and car is still shown growth in the ratings whereas any other racing series are not and even your um your well, major racer, sports racer they report that stuff every week and we're getting about around the same as nhra if they're not their their TV more. package is good. I mean, I, I like being able to watch it on Fox Sports. I mean, you know, and yeah, being, being on to, Fox Sports is huge, and then us having five races on network TV that mm-hmm. sometimes is in prime time. I mean, that's big for for NHRA. Absolutely, I can't it also wait. gets promoted a lot too. Yeah, yeah, they do, and they promote. I the see shit that out a lot. They, they piggyback NASCAR. We get a lot of a lot of run-ins t- from NASCAR. And, and that helps us, too. And it does help. IndyCar does benefit from NASCAR running right before they do, you know, before their yeah. TV coverage on. Um, their coverage does have some carryover. Uh, I'm, I, I'll be excited to see what happens when we do get to renegotiate our contract. And I say we, when IndyCar gets to yes, renegotiate it, it the contract. Yes, it will be interesting to see how that goes. Um. Now, speaking of which, we do, you know, the GP is this weekend. Um, the month of May. The start of it month is, of May. It is. It's officially. Yeah, I do like the uh, the fact that we have two races in May now. I, I like Absolutely. utilizing the road course. Um, now, before we kind of delve into that, uh, one of our followers, Chris Vasiento, he was asking on Twitter what we thought about the possibility of NASCAR running on the road course I at some point. I that race would be awful. I, I think it would be. I don't see how NASCAR would really want to add another road course other than like I maybe would, like an Elkhart though, Lake or something like that. I would rather see the NASCAR race on, on the road course than the oval. Because They've got to do something. There would yeah. be something interesting. The racing on. is just terrible. Because they're not getting any fans to that race no, anyway. No, right. No. They'd probably be the same amount of people. I, have I don't no think adding idea. the road course at Indy would help NASCAR. Well, no, this is what they should do. They should do one oval lap and then go around. Do oh, Old just, Monza yeah, style. Yeah. There we go. Alternate. Yes. Oh, that'd be phenomenal that would, that would be awesome brandon saw me at the race last year we had no idea what was going on and we were blissfully <laughs> okay with that because we had had so much booze that it didn't matter yes. but we were picking out my friends across the way and then you know we just waved to each other i mean oh, it's it's ridiculous and it's only been in the last like five six years that it's gone steeply gone down well it's a steeply gone down but it's always been that it's way it's always been I mean, kind of declining but man it's 
really awful. Yeah, so, but I did feel like we should touch on. I don't, I don't see it as being a realistic possibility. I don't really but, yeah, think Chris, it would there's be. A zero I don't want a chance of that happening, but I would love to see it. You know what? I could see them testing on it at some point just to try it out. You know, and I could see like what maybe would, your. What would, test, what would a test do? You might well it have just to be to, purposeful. You'd be yeah, but you could see like the Xfinity cars doing something like that if they want to rotate what tracks they do the road courses on and everything. But they've got a pretty good crop right now. Uh, I feel like anyway. I could see uh, it. Well, it, not the same weekend. Never mind. You can't do a road and an oval on the same weekend. Well, you could if you really. They could really do it if they wanted to. Well, with all the practice and qualifying. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would be yeah. confusing, but and okay, like that is that, support that's enough NASCAR talk for right now. But uh. <laughs> all right, so GP this weekend, twenty-two cars. Montoya joins us for the uh, for the race. No other extras. Let me guess. You're going to tell GP. us that Montoya has a really good shot at winning it. Because of my really new garden, of my <laughs> new garden prediction, you're just jealous. That's all. I could not believe you bragged about. Don't act like you're not impressed. I was listening to that on the road, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" No, you. He's the, one of the best drivers. That's like saying. So what? I still like said sooner rather than later, and then it happens the next race. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. <laughs> Who's John Force? You know what? I, all right. <laughs> Some old no. guy. All right, so you got Montoya extra for this race. Obviously, we're at 32 official cars for the 500. With really right, so yeah, we know he's going to be there. So, yeah, at least old man don't. River is back. Yeah, which um, <laughs> it'll be fun. But all the paint schemes are coming out now, so you know well, that's exciting. Veaches came out with the women in technology. You've got um, yeah, that one looked good. Yeah, like yeah, the purple and white. Kind of good. Other than if I was a sponsor, I'd be a little upset because I couldn't read what yeah. was on the side pod. Oh, that's like, their can logo. You, can you maybe? Uh, well, I'd be like. If I were their sponsor, I'd be like, here, I'll, we'll send you something where our font is a little bigger. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it did look nice. I liked it. It's kind of neat with Ray, Graham Ray. After, what? after oh, we talk sorry. about this, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I would like to bring up Veach for a little, a little bit. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Um, Ray Hall is running the Soldier Strong. It's uh, a nice looking nice nice car. car. It's kind of cool with the bio, you know, uh, veterans, wounded veterans with the uh, the bionic suits and stuff to help them walking in. That's that's a big big deal. I think <laughs> yeah. that's really cool. Um, Savedra uh, in the 500 with uh, the AFS sponsorship uh, with the Junko's paint job. It yeah, looks like yeah. I like those cars. Those cars both look good. Him and Pigot. And then uh, Harvey, uh, that pink, black, and yellow kind of scheme was interesting. I mean, it's every, anything Ooh, that's not, anything that's not red and blue. Look, look it up on your phone real quick. It's a lot of it's a lot, yes, it's something. I tweeted it out on the on the North Forty report. It's a lot of colors oh, okay. clashing on the Twitter. So a lot of, lot of colors colliding in there. There are, there are. You know, but you got of, uh, of does of, have that kind a of a lot of different kind of feel colors. Yeah. Now it will be interesting to see because I mean we had last year you had the coin strategy with Connor Daly that paid off for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Seabass is back with him. Seabass uh, is already a great driver. Not take anything away from Connor Daly, but um, Daly got six last year, uh, which I would like to see. I I am excited to see the Gateway race and see how those guys perform after dominating at well, the, at the, the track test. was ripping apart. So I mean, the other guys didn't really. I mean that's good. To, that, that is good that they're upping it, but the yeah. race performances have not been. But Charlie Kimball has gotten a top five in every GP race so far. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, wow. you know what? It bodes well for him. He needs a good finish. He does. He's been wrecking people on the first lap. 
<laughs> Mainly <laughs> himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Graham, he's got a top five the last two of them. Pagano's won every race that he hasn't um, DNF'd in. Graham's one that really needs a good finish this weekend. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. really frustrated. Yeah, it, with, with good reason. Too. Yeah. I, mean, I think Letterman's making an appearance this weekend. That'll be that'll, oh, be, that'll fun. be nice. I always like having Dave with his Santa Claus like beard going on. I, I don't know what what the deal with that is. Oh, I was uh, why not? talking with uh, <laughs> why not? I was talking with Adam, our mutual friend uh-huh. uh, that works for works on um, uh, Ray Hall's car, uh, and I was talking with him. This was race day morning, and he's like. Yeah, we're gonna get nineteenth, and I was like, "Well, I was like, I know this may be a stupid question, but like, what's wrong with putting last year's setup on the car?" And he's like, "That's what we started with, and it hasn't worked the same way." So I was like, "Oh, okay." It's like the same but different. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Well, I hope he does well. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. I always like seeing those guys do well. Uh, what Hinch did well last year? He got fourth. Yeah, so. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. You know, but again, I'm, I'm expecting Pagano just to uh, do it to it again. I mean, the Penske cars to run away with. Probably. Yeah, probably. That's, that's fairly Are you going to get your, your seat for the uh, Tony Kanon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, did get to watch Tony Kanon take a poop, so that was fun. You've got to explain it, yeah. Yeah, explain it. So, well, when he crashed, what, was it the first lap? It was first lap, yeah. first yeah. turn, yeah. So uh, he crashes out there. Um, there's a porta potty that we're sitting uh, in right off of turn four there on the outside um, of the oval. And so there's a porta potty directly across from where we're sitting. Uh, they've got a couple of the emergency trucks, and because of the way it worked out, Tony had to go sit in the truck, uh, one of the safety cars, uh, until another caution came. So, apparently, he had to drop El Duce, and, uh, <laughs> no, he had to take a number two, and so he just went ahead and did that, and just, they ran out of the safety vehicle, trotted back in, go. Yeah, when you gotta go, you gotta go, and so, now the door happened to fly open slightly uh, while he was taking it up, and it was just a quick thing, and that was, that was hilarious, and I don't think there was a lot of people that were paying attention uh, when that happened, but then everybody cheered when he got out and ran back to the car. It was well, a nice little Jason happy story. Snapped a photo of that moment, and on our website, <laughs> you can see. <laughs> no, no, I, did I? I, I might have snapped a picture when he was uh, doing that, but um, turn yeah. it into a meme. I should have. Should have. It was a good time, though. It was, <laughs> what would that meme say? Uh, I don't know. Other than when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, always win by a nose. I don't. <laughs> that's what tony does so i don't i don't know (laughs) so that's my story Uh, i can't wait to have steak though it'll be Mm. delicious uh one of my race day rituals is marinating steak for two to three days and i can't wait to get in on this yep that's amazing so steak for breakfast can't ever argue with it Mm mm-hmm yeah um, so what else? Uh, you you may have a chance to be at the 500. You may not. Are you going to be in town for the 500? Or are you on the road? I'll be in town. I'm going to try. I believe me and Cruz might be going and sitting with Roger Penske because obviously Penske is a snap-on team. Nice. And the president and CEO, uh, Nick Pinchuk and Tom Kasuf, will be at the race. So 
Cruz and myself might be attending. Rich kid stuff. You know what? <laughs> I've always watched it from turn one, so to not be out there. Are you guys going to be out there this weekend? Um, well, I guess. Josh I invited me. Yeah. I'm actually going to Terre Haute to see our grandmother. Yes, I'm. I'm visiting her on Sunday. I got. I got to earn my my uh, grandson paycheck. I, I you've you've missed out. I I've taken her to the, her doctor's appointments at least two times this year. So well, <laughs> I got to I, I got to up you so I can get in the will. Josh and Caleb are cousins. For those of you that don't know, we're trying to one up each other on the will. So yeah, <laughs> so, someone needs a new car. It's a hollow strategy. I mean, you know. Or someone needs that that nice looking TV in the yeah. in the living room. Yeah. Someone needs, someone needs to get their own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on the road 220 days a year. Yes, we've heard that. Excuse me. Hey, I live at home, and I'm proud of it. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely yeah, not. There we go. <laughs> now, so then what? For the rest of the season, I mean, you're kind of in and out, in and out. So, yeah, I mean, how many off weeks do you have after uh, this break? It's gonna get rough. Yeah. So, I got like, I'll leave Wednesday. We'll go to Topeka. Then we'll have the off weekend, which is Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. June, we're gone the entire month. First week of July, we're gone. Week off. Then three more weeks, we're gone. Well, actually, it'd be six weeks. We'll be gone from mid June, mid July to. Right after the U.S. Nationals Labor Day weekend. Gosh. Man. Mm. No, thank you. It's brutal. Yeah. At least it's still not NASCAR. I mean, still <laughs> rather have that than NASCAR. <laughs> I wish I had NASCAR money, though. That's still Oh, yeah, sure. Difference there. There is well. a huge <laughs> difference there. <laughs> <laughs> that and all the, all the crew guys don't drive all the trucks or the tow vehicles. Or yeah. They also make six, six figures. Whatever. Also, a little bit of a difference, you know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah, but if you watch on TV, they just put, push each other where guys in the NHRA actually fight. Oh, yeah. They're all fake fighters. That's so great. Yeah. NASCAR is a bunch of pushing and you know, shoving. There was, there was a punch landed in that what, the Xfinity race where during a rain delay a couple oh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Guys, uh, guys, I did swell up. That was yeah. a solid landing. We had punch. two pro stock teams get into a – a brawl in the pits a couple weeks ago. Would have been awesome to see. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty awesome. But I mean, if like John Force has always said, hey man, if if those NASCARs NASCAR guys want to learn how to fight, come to NHRA. John Force looks like a guy that knows. He will throw things. hands at the drop of a hat. Oh yeah. He's sixty eight years old. He will hit you with the right cross. No, no doubt about He'll it. He'll hit you before the hat hits the ground. Absolutely. There are some guys that talk a big game. There are some guys that will throw down. There are some crazy, crazy people. Speaking of, quick story. So, talking about our season. Funny story, we're in Phoenix racing. Mm-hmm. So, it's Saturday. Uh, funny cars first. We make our run. Just get back. Top field dragsters are in the staging lanes. Someone comes driving up with Scott Palmer, who's a, a – Independent top field dragster. Scott's a great dude. Um, the brand new golf cart that I kind of helped hook him up with from Carts Gone Wild, somebody's driving it and then gets it off and parks it in front of the Nitro Mall, which is right in front of our pit. And we're kind of like looking at it like, okay, he's not a part of the team. Get it out of the way, buddy. So we see Palmer's crew guys running up the return road, <laughs> chasing this dude down. 
and they come up, hey, did you guys, did you guys see who was driving that golf cart? Yeah, it's that Uh-oh. guy in the green shirt right down there. They chased him down Ooh. and beat the living mess out of him. <laughs> it was a, there, there was pictures of it, but we got was to it watch just it. some random dude that it took was it? just some random drunk guy oh, who man. either either had too much or was really trying to impress somebody. But that happens so much. Too. He got tackled by Palmer's team, and then the guy that makes all the funny car headers, Woody, gave him a right hook to the oh. side of his face as the cops have him on the ground handcuffed. Nice. <laughs> and the cops so, aren't going to. And the cop, no, no. oh no. So did he steal, steal it from all the way down at the he end? He stole it. Well, he stole it in in Phoenix. All the cars are, are staged as we're waiting to go up, and my guess would be. Like Palmer's guys were maybe up by the tow vehicle talking or looking at things, and this guy might have snuck around and took it. And <laughs> think about on our golf carts that have all the starters, the gas bottle. Yeah, sure. So if you don't have that, ugh. but he got ran down. He got a swift poetic justice. Oh, drag racing has has its good times. Drunk people always touching and trying to. They're trying to do something. Yeah. The one mm-hmm. that I do have to give this guy credit because he actually got in in the cart and. Drove and drove, and, yeah. Like was able to drive down the the lane with it. It's impressive. Most people sir. just like either sit on something before they get get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Or they walk in the pit, like or because NHRA is basically all access. Guys will try to like walk through the barricade and stand right on the side of the cars. We're warming up, and it's just and like, like, can you please move the? Come on, bro. Back? Do I come? You have in, crowd yeah. control for a reason. Do I come into your workplace and stand right next to you while you're mm-hmm. working? There's a there's a giant barricade here for a reason. One, I don't want you to die, and I don't want to pay all that insurance. So, do you get people asking you guys for your old tires a lot? Every day. <laughs> you guys got extra tires? You guys got one of them tires you I, want? Y'all got any broken parts? Tires? I for tires, man. Give me eight hundred bucks, and I'll get you a brand new one. Parts, maybe. Um, if you're not, if you're not. If you're under 12, you're getting a part. If you're over 12 asking for a part, you're a loser. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one thing that I don't yeah, like seeing. Tells, yeah. If you're a if you're an adult like begging these teams or guys for like tires or hey, you can can I borrow you guys? Yeah, I want a tire so I can make a make a, a table out of it. No, it's going to hang in your garage until your wife tells you to get yeah, rid of that thing. Yeah, that's what happens exactly. all the time. Is no no used tires ever get used for anything. So you actually get the old tires back? You don't have to send them well, back or anything? No, we get we have uh six sets in the trailer at all times, different sizes, and we can get 8 to 10 runs out of a tire unless, you really? know, chunks up and Which rips out right yeah, yeah I'm, I'm shocked by it. i didn't know that i didn't know you guys get that many runs out of a time yeah goodyear like. does a uh, a good job they they honestly make no money in in drag racing and f1 long. couldn't get through four laps yeah on a set of tires but yeah if here's one way i'll give you a tire if you drove a motorcycle to the track and you can get that thing home you can have a tire Challenge accepted. <laughs> if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're, I'm riding, gonna put it around me. If you're riding a Harley, you drive that Harley up here. I'll give you a tire. I want to see you drive that thing home. I'm bringing my motorcycle. We're gonna try this. I'll give you a tire. Oh, I guarantee that. that. I don't. I don't want to see you hurt. I had one guy at the night you of put fire it race. You, it'd be. <laughs> like with fans and, up on fans and parts 
I had one guy at the at the match race in Norwalk. We sell all of our broken parts. It's a good way to make money because we're allowed to do it there. And so I got a <laughs> cylinder head, a, a, a nitro cylinder head, which is probably, I don't know, 20, 25 pounds. So we're just going to take it and make it into an ashtray. And this dude, <laughs> it's about 1230 in the morning. This guy had come up to me. He goes, how much do you want for it? I said, I'm asking like 500 bucks. And he is blitzed out of his mind. He hands me his credit card, and I'm just like, oh, you're going to regret this purchase tomorrow. <laughs> hey, man, congrats. You got a cylinder head. And you know what? He didn't, he didn't even take it home with him. It's probably still sitting in the shop somewhere. <sighs> if he hears this, you get a call from him. <laughs> <laughs> you're We get a call from him. It's like, who's that Caleb Cox? I'm the dude that. Hey, your cylinder head's still sitting at Cruz Petrogon Racing. You can come pick it up yeah, whenever you want. It's there for you. Yeah, I mean, it's there for you. It just needs. It's not. It's not Caleb's fault that the guy left it there. No, it's not my fault that you try to hydrate yourself with alcohol. It's it's okay. There you go. It's a noble try. I mean, it's liquid. It's kind of like water. Exactly. Whatever. It's got it's a little same. water in it, maybe. <laughs> it's got now, a little water. Question. <laughs> when you're in Vegas, do you guys get to enjoy it at all, number one? And number two, does everybody stay at the South Point like everybody in NASCAR does? Uh, first part, yes, we get to enjoy it because um, we'll get in there on a Wednesday. and then It's it, my favorite place to go. It's dra- I, I love well, going there. Drag racing is Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So <laughs> drag racing is we get to the track at 7, 7.30, work till about – eight nine sometimes later and then the guys won't go to sleep until two hours before they have to be in the sequoia so you know yes still get to party still get to have fun i get to gamble a lot which i yeah i have a gambling problem i i've won 10 grand in vegas and came home with nothing been there. Yeah. Over that. Yeah. <laughs> Over yeah. the golden nu- they, they know me in the high roller room in the golden nugget. Um but no, we do not stay at South Point. Um I just know it's a popular de- place for We stay the we stay on teams. Fremont Street. We have a, a sponsorship with the D. The D gives us uh some hotel rooms. Uh, we run their logo on the car, so the D? Yeah. The D. That's why every every time. <laughs> All so, about the D. So they you, get the D sponsorship. If, if you yeah, if <laughs> you look D at my Instagram, every time it's just like I follow it and then I show it on our car and I put the D. <laughs> dot 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 giggle. <laughs> it's like because you because you know the logo should say it's all about the d because you know whoever we're racing <laughs> is gonna get you're welcome the d. Free marketing Nailed idea it. yeah free idea <laughs> there you go <laughs> um but no some teams stay at like schumacher's guys some t- some stay at the mgm grand um they stay i hate to stay at new vegas because that's like yeah an hour from the track like when i wake up when i go to the track i just want to I want to wake up at the hotel, go to the track, and get back. Now, is the, the drag strip at the same place? Is it the same facility? Try across street. Yeah. Yep. Try across yeah. street. Yeah. So, yeah, from new, from new Strip, absolutely. Yeah, it's a little bit a little and bit long. I've actually been on the uh, the uh, off-road course, the dirt car. with. Uh, That's right. That's with, over. Yeah, it's yeah. over there. Oh, I with, forgot about that. Yeah. I played that. played there in uh, the old uh, World of Outlaws video game that they had for yeah, me and Cruz got to hang out with <laughs> Bryce Menzies and drive his uh, Pro Three and uh, hmm. his all his fun toys. And there were actually Formula E cars testing on the road course behind it. 
Really? We were dusting the track, and they were hating us. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Did you know there's an EPA fine if if there's so much dust that that track makes? Like, they really? can be fined like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a day. On the West Coast, that probably is true. Doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that close to California, it doesn't surprise me. I don't really know that that has any necessary con- you know, connection, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Rich yep. kid stuff. Exactly. Rich kid stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we made that first lap, and it was just a cloud of dust. And then the guy running the water truck just runs right in the middle of the groove. So you knew it wasn't going to do anything. Second lap. Got security called on us, so. Whatever. Yeah. At least you had some fun. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> All right. So I think we should probably wrap it up. I mean, we've probably taken up enough of people's time. You know, if there is anybody listening you to this. talk about the Alonzo test or... Well, we kind of covered we it. We did. Yeah, we covered it. Yes, but I wasn't around. <laughs> well, okay. Well, the, the official number was what two million people uh, total yeah. got to see uh, got to see throughout the day. Yeah, that's I was, big. I, I oh, was but that's big. no big deal, Jenna Fryer. <laughs> yeah, Jenna Fryer. What a. It was not. I do not condone. You know, guys in their parents' basements. You know, calling her bad names and. And being like actually mean to her. Yeah, that was. I can do whatever I want. But Caleb, but Caleb is his own man. Caleb, Caleb is <laughs> Caleb's going rogue there. But uh, but yeah, that was pretty stupid. He also does two chicks at the same time. <laughs> oh, but fun fact, you know, with him getting to keep his car, it's in his contract. What happens if he wins the five hundred though? I mean, you would think that the IMS would people want the or, or the IndyCar or somebody would want to have. Oh yeah. That car for at least a little while. Well, they don't keep every. It's not like you win Daytona and Daytona. Right, where they car. keep it yeah, for but a year. Be, yeah, right. but this is totally a special car. Yeah. yeah, it is, but I'm sure like they'd have it for six months. I give it yeah, over to them. I'm sure that they would. Have, yeah. I mean, it's not be, like they have every single winner. In be the like game. the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's <laughs> it around. It was get, it around. Get, get to get look around. at it for a couple minutes. All right, cool. No, it'll be exciting to have him here. It, it really will. And, uh, did you see that he he also put it out there that he's going to give McLaren six months to get their uh, stuff together in F1, or else he's pursuing other options? Well, let's. He, That's it's, a loose. Nothing is McLaren's problem. It's all Honda. Yeah. But no one is sure. allowed to say it because they're giving him $300 million to, to run. Also, just read somewhere, too, that he said he's. We'll talk to anyone for a good ride for 2018. Oh, yeah, I, I just read that today. But mm-hmm. I think that the problem is with with Honda is that's not going to get fixed for a while. And no. They are still a ways off. A lot, off. Of, uh, a lot of – I think what's not being talked about a lot is there's a cultural thing with Honda and a lot of Japanese companies to where, you know, everything's more of a – um, like a group think over in those cultures, and it's not. I'm not talking out of my ass. I've I've had it with my degree. I had had to learn about a lot of different cultures and how they work and stuff. Liberal but, arts? No, not liberal arts. <laughs> but uh, IUPUI, ladies and gentlemen. IUPUI graduate right here. But um, no, in in countries like Japan and China, everything is for like the greater good, and there's not very many in, very many individuals. That will come out with ideas and feel comfortable going to the boss say, hey, I think this is better because there's a hierarchy in those companies. And the boss, the top guy, always has the ideas. It's not your place 
to come out with a better idea or anything because he's the boss. And that's why it's it takes so long to make any changes over there is because everyone everything comes top down and no one from the top is going to take ideas that may be better that you know these other engineers or mechanics or people have and so i mean it's been going this way for three years and nothing has changed and i'm not saying this is like all of everything but you know the european companies you know they're making changes you know, Ferrari fixed their engine from last year to this year yeah. just fine. Honda, they, it's worse. It's worse. It is actually worse. It's, yeah, and which was tough to beat. And have you heard anything from their, granted, they're not going to say anything, but they're not coming out. I mean, they're not even incrementally making anything better. I mean, Alonso didn't even start the last race. Because so it blew up on the yeah, pace lap. Yeah. The warm-up I mean, lap. I just say that's one aspect that that really isn't in mainstream people's minds, you know. Mm-hmm. And culturally, I think that's one thing that people need to take into account. Changes are going to take a lot longer in that kind of work culture. Supposedly, they do have a fairly big upgrade coming after the break, but who well, knows what good. that is? Well, that's good. So, only time will tell. Only time will tell. I'm looking forward to the Grand Prix and the 500, so. Well, I think that makes about 300,000 of us. (laughs) Yep. I'm glad to be a part of that. But, uh, yes, I think now maybe we can end this. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening. If you're still listening, however long later this is. It's only been 58 minutes. Of course they're still listening. Jesus. (laughs) But, Caleb, thanks again. Yeah, Caleb, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. Brandon, thanks for joining us. We'll we'll have to do a. uh, We'll have to do a. a U.S. Nationals uh, update. Hey, we should do it right from the pit. We could do that. Game. I'm <laughs> done. All right, here Caleb. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we could also do like a uh, David Faraday kind of uh, narration of them tearing down and rebuilding the car. You're a little easier to get out there than Pat McAfee, so. Ooh, that's right. I, I asked Which him. I have started listening to that. He's, that's very <laughs> Oh, yeah. This guy, this I would like to see. Well, Pat McAfee's podcast and this podcast are what gets me through trips. See, so. I need to get Todd. I, I sold Todd McComas some uh, wedding rings that he never ended up using, and uh, <laughs> the guy was uh, the guy was awesome. I mean, he had been he's been and was, I think he's still a co-owner of uh, Morty's and everything. Uh, but it, it great partner choice. Him and him and Pat together, I think is behind good, the good badge deal. is one of the funniest things I've ever listened to. <laughs> oh, it's great, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Todd, he was—he's was, he's got some stories. It's good stuff. Yes, but thank you guys for having me on again. I'm and we—we we hope that your season starts getting better. Yeah, yeah. we will. We will continue to watch us on Fox Sports One or follow us on social media. Follow me on social media and, and snap on. They, there's plenty of time left in the season, so yeah. Don't. There's no need to worry. There's no need to worry. No, we're we're all good. We're all good, unless it's November. Then worry. But we're good. Nah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the North 40 Report, at North 40 Report on both Twitter and on Facebook. Facebook. We finally got that together. So uh, give us a like. You guys have any comments, questions, let us know. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason Barrett. I'm Josh Blackburn. And your time, basically. (laughs) Just go ahead. Brandon Wright. Thanks for having me. All right. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.